Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Coil community. Uh, it's episode 137. We are getting dangerously close to a naughty Christmas, I think it's fair to say. Uh, anyway, before we talk about all things Lacuna Coil, Mike, how are you, sir? What have you been up uh, to? Good, thank you, sir. Um, not much, really. Apart from work, I bought um, my Christmas tree, and that's fully decorated. I did that on Saturday. Too soon, too soon. It's how they do it now, or it, it, you leave it too late next week, and it's too close to Christmas, and almost. Yeah, okay. I, I recognise those words. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Uh, okay, uh, you done any Christmas shopping? Oh no, I leave that till the, the mad panic's over. Trickiest to do it about three or four days before Christmas. Everything's relaxed then. Go and do it in half an hour or so. so not too bad. Blimey! <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I have the balls for that. I have to do it. Can we? <laughs> I. I started today when I realised that I had a post from six years ago saying it's almost done and I'm doing some more and I think shit I haven't even started this year so, <laughs> so mad ordering and all that kind of stuff you, just, you, you get to the point where you just I don't know when I'm going to go out and do it you know the stuff that I need to in the, the physical shops yeah um, yeah uh, anyway yeah so you you put your Christmas tree up mine will be going up in at least a week's time but probably far closer to Christmas um, Russ how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was going to say we should all just join one of those cults where you put the Christmas tree up Christmas morning and take it down Christmas evening, one day a year. See, I don't think that's a cult. I think that's what it should be. And that's just, yeah. this is where I'm in a minority, I think. So I've always taken the view that Christmas is a very special day that you can celebrate with your family. And if you are religious, you can you know embrace, embrace your faith. That if you're not religious, you can get absolutely slaughtered on sherry. <laughs> and um, and eat mince pies and eat lots of turkey or whatever it is you do to celebrate the 25th of December. Um, but I think my problem with Christmas is it, it just goes on for too long. You know, the, the decorations go up at the beginning of December. It completely subsumes uh, another really important uh, holiday, which is, in my, which is my opinion at least, uh, which is New Year's, uh, which just seems to get kind of absorbed into the whole Christmas thing. So it's like a kind of a an angry child just taking over the entirety of December and like kind of go, I want it my way and you've got to do my way and there's lights everywhere and just disruption and everybody gets stressed out and stuff. And um, I think the the kind of the true spirit of Christmas, God, this is going to bring Charles Dickens, isn't it? Um, is, is kind of lost in all of that, I feel, or at least in danger of being lost. And for me, I like Christmas to be not necessarily one day, but certainly just a couple of days where it feels really kind of, you know, focused. You don't have a big build up because if you build it up too much, you know, you're going to be disappointed on the day. You know, the day comes and goes and you kind of go, shit, I spent three weeks preparing for that. And it kind of just went. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's just me. Anyway, I've got my grumpy hat on today. Um, but how are you, Russell? I forgot to kind of. I mean, yeah, you did, you did say good. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go I'm on. Trying to just survive the the crazy, as I said, the crazy cult. I went away for um, a birthday weekend, and I ended up getting. Um, well, I found myself in a pub crawl in this small little village in the middle of nowhere, and I wasn't sure if I was still sort of in reality or if I was sort <laughs> of on, on in the set of the Wicker Man. Because lo and behold, on the green there was this ginormous Christmas tree. 
of a huge timber gingerbread man that almost looked like someone was getting ready to set fire to it, surrounded by sort of bright burning lights. Oh, so Jesus. You can, imagine, you can imagine, can't you, after a few drinks in the pub, coming out sort of, you know, on the stroke of midnight, being gre- being greeted by this giant fuck-off gingerbread man in a tree, and you're thinking, where am I? You sure you, you, sure you weren't oh, on yeah. the set to the Ghostbusters? Well, I was just waiting for Christopher Lee or someone to turn up. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And but that, anyway, everybody, it, is it, post-Brexit it Britain. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you have just entered the world of post-Brexit Britain. That'll be next Monday. Uh, yeah, we've got the election this week, haven't we? Yeah. It's going to be great, and it? Bearing uh, in mind, all, all three of us take regular flights. The airport's going to soon become great fun. Yes, they'll become um, well, you, zones. I'll be all right with it. my Irish passport, if I can get. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, we've got, we got a works Christmas party this week, and it happens to be on Thursday. I'm like, I'm not going. I've got to vote. I've yeah, got, yeah, got exactly. Um, it just shows you the state of politics in this country, that the Christmas party was arranged long before the election day. And, mm. um, you know, they, they can't change it because of the cost. And I was thinking, well, I could argue we're going to have the same impact as a consequence of whatever happens in the election. It's going to be an interesting <laughs> one. Um, we're hopefully going to survive it, and then I guess we'll get to see what craziness comes next. One has to say, politics in this country, in the UK, is an absolute roller coaster ride, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, most people feel a little bit sick at the end of it, though. Um, <clears throat> and you probably pay too long and queued for a long time. So, very much like a roller coaster ride. Anyway, oh gosh, we chewed the card, haven't we? We've, we've been talking for five minutes, and we've not talked anything about the cooler coil. Uh, as for me, I mean, like you guys, just trying to survive at the moment. Um, as I said before, I haven't really started my Christmas shopping yet. Certainly, haven't put decorations up. Uh, yeah, kind of trying to draw a closure to this year and um, keeping both fingers and lots of toes crossed as to what twenty twenty may bring. It feels crazy that we're two decades into the new millennium. That's just that's my age speaking. I think. Anyway, <coughs> let's let's. Stop talking about us boring people. Let's talk about Lacuna Coil, shall we? So, a few announcements for you. Uh, probably most notably, in the last podcast, we talked talked about Lacuna Coil's uh, tour supporting uh, Apocalyptica in the US in 2020. Uh, there are now VIP packages available. Uh, they These are really good things. If you can afford to, to pay for a VIP package, I think it's fair to say we all... Um, would recommend, suggest, and almost ask you to do so. Um, you know, when when a band is touring, there are a few ways that they can make ends meet these days. It's not it's certainly not about selling records anymore. Uh, Look, will always make it worth it. Um, it's always great to meet them, uh, and they love meeting their fans. Um, so it's always, if you can, get there. You know, you, you typically get in, get in before doors. Um, and you get to meet the band and you know, have a picture taken, etc. I don't know the details, and obviously a lot of it depends on the, the venue. Um, but yeah, that, the, the, they are, I think, available now for all the dates, guys. Is that right? It looks like it, looking at the dates I've got online right now. Um, and if you want to arrange it, you can arrange it through the Sound Drink um, website. We'll post a link in the show notes so you can, you can sort of check that out. Uh, and if you can afford it, upgrade your ticket. Uh, meet Lacuna Core, get your picture taken, and they may even have some other surprise goodies for you. Um, it change, seems to change every time, doesn't it, guys? Yeah. VIP. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, definitely worth doing. Uh, what else do we have for you? So back at the end of October, uh, what is becoming a close relationship, I think it's fair to say, Lacuna Coil supported Luca Comics and Games, which is the annual convention in the town of Luca in Italy, which is sort of, my understanding is it's kind of a medieval town that gets taken over um, by everything kind of geeky and wonderful, whether it's comics or cosplayers or games, etc. Sounds like I've always wanted to go. It sounds amazing. Um, and I always get you know updates from the bands about how much they enjoy it. And they obviously, I think it was, it was 2018, they actually played a small set, I think, at the, at the Luca Comics. And this year they went along and obviously supported friends and, and, and so forth. And something special... And very different, and you would have seen this reported elsewhere in the news, I'd imagine, if you're a Lacuna Core fan, was that they are on the um, the cover of a, a Batman magazine, uh, issue number 68. Um, well, I take it back, it's Batman 181, and then it says number 68. I'm not quite sure what that means. Uh, it was the October 2019 issue of Batman Comics from DC uh, in the... Uh, in the Italian arena, I think it's fair to say, and it's got the band on the front. So what they also have is a very special DC Comics metal box. I don't know if it's metal, metal, as in made of metal. I don't know. I've not seen one personally, uh, but it's a big box full of comics. And um, through a collaboration with DC Comics, Lacuna Coil are on the box as well as on at least one of the comics inside. Uh, have you seen one for real, Russ or Mike? Have you? Seen... I haven't seen the box i've only seen the comic that they had for sale at the merch stand on the uk tour mm. yeah as have i i mean i've, I've got uh the comic oh, matter of fact, i'm looking at it right now it's up on my wall pride of place um being a bit of a batman fan and of course i might have might enjoy lacuna core from time to time seeing the two things brought together is is, is sort of a quite impressive thing for me to see so yeah i've got a copy of the comic um I understand that the box itself is quite rich, though. I think it's a lot. I think when I clicked on the link, it was something like two hundred and forty-nine euros, which is way out of my price bracket. But if you are a collector, then uh, check out. It's a Merchland shop, um, and you can pick it up there. And it talks about all the various things inside. There's a what we got: a metal book, we got uh, guitar picks, um, some prints, the Black Anima tarot cards. Apparently a mask. Didn't know about that. A t-shirt. Um, yeah. And it's shipping to Europe. European yeah. Shipping to Europe only. So unfortunately, if you're in the rest of the world, you need to find a friend in Europe that's prepared to purchase uh, this box on your behalf and then find a way to ship it to you. Um, given its size and weight, I suspect that could be quite a challenge. Or, of course, you can just um, you know, come over to... Europe, we're, we're very friendly. We don't buy it, except for Mike, of course, but we have warned you before about that. <laughs> I was going to say, would, would that apply to us by the end of the month? Because, well, yeah, we... next year, are we still in Europe? I know. No one knows. Oh, you had to chuck it back into the fold, didn't you? Um, I think if we want it, we ought to buy it quickly before whatever government we get post-Thursday um, decides what's going to happen to um, the UK and our relationship with our friends in Europe. Who knows? But anyway, yes, so that's the uh, the Lacuna Coil Batman Who Laughs Metal box set. Um, and as I say, if you're a collector and you've got the funds, well, go and get it. There's a little bit of extra merch which I saw come out this week. And there's a couple of other things. We talked last time about the uh, 
the naughty Christmas socks, which I need to buy. Actually, I think I do need some Christmas socks. I got myself the sweatshirt from last year. We still need the woolen jumper, don't we? The proper, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Val proper woolen <laughs> crappy jumper. We need one of those. Um, we have been pushing them for a few years, haven't we? Lots of emails and conversations, typically in the pub, going, when are you going to do a Christmas jumper? And they got us a, t- a uh, sweatshirt, which is very nice. But we, I, I need to get the socks. Um, there's also a black animal water bottle. Or canteen, mm. or whatever you want to call it, which is kind of cool if you're a, a bit a, random. It is very, very random if you're a clinical fan and you've got a bike or you like carrying metal <laughs> bottles around, then this is the thing for you. Uh, and there's also a kind of a weatherproof jacket, which is a bit combatty, but kind of cool. I kind of like the look of it. I like the uh, Black Animal logo on the front. Um, Good for camping with a ab- water bottle. Absolutely, yeah. So, or <laughs> standing out in the cold with your coffee. Waiting yeah. to get into gigs. There you go. That's that's with your socks on and your hoodie. What more would you need? Your jumper. Your jumper. You got your jumper. <laughs> your socks. That's all. Everything that a Lacunical fan would need. So if you're looking for a present and you've got a, a, a Lacunical fan in the family, other than yourself, otherwise, what the hell are you doing? Listen to this podcast. Um, then check them out. I will post a link on the uh, on the show notes of the podcast. I think that's a kind kind of about it in terms of. Uh, in terms of news, as you all know, the band is currently still touring in uh, in Europe with Illavite and Infected Rain. Uh, that ends in a couple of weeks' time. It's been a long tour, actually. They've been all over the shop. So um, if you've not had a chance to see them, you're kind of out of luck, unless you can beg, borrow, or steal some tickets from someone, because I think they're pretty much sold out everywhere right now. Um, but the reports from fans of all three bands have been universally pos- positive. I suspect that Lacuna Coil, as well as EVT, and certainly Infected Rain, have made a lot of new fans over the last month or so. Um, so you don't want to miss out. If you've got a chance, go and see them. Um, and, you know, sell a limb or something. You know, you only need one liver, right? That's what I heard. You know, do whatever it is you need to do to go and see the band, because it would definitely be worth it. Okay, so back when Lacuna Coil were in the UK, I managed to sit down with. The maestro behind the music, uh, Marco, and we talked about Black Anima. It was quite a long conversation, as you, those of you who listened to last week's podcast might remember me ref- referring to making him late for the meet and greet. Uh, we actually split it over two, and we talked, or he talked, for the most part, about all of the songs, breaking them down, um, thoughts behind them, all that kind of stuff. So... It's whatever it, it turns out to be. It's certainly far too big for one podcast, so we're going to split it up. And this is the first part of that interview with Marco. If you've got any interest in Black Anima at all from a music perspective or a you know, creation perspective, how he pulled it together, then you need to listen right now. <laughs> Welcome, Mackie. What are we going to do this, are we? One, two, three. Jack, let's start. Okay. Welcome, Mackie. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. We're in, we're in Scotland today. We are in Scotland in, today. In Glasgow. In Glasgow. 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 <laughs> and the purpose of this interview yes. is to dissect Black Anima okay. from the genius 
yes. that created the music. Yes. But he's not here. No, he's not so here because it's Century Media, you know. <laughs> so we thought do, we'd speak to they you. They do music, music for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I'm going to start with some general questions and then yes. we're going to talk about specific songs. All right. Okay. So, inspiration. Oh. Where did the inspiration for the music on Black Anima come from? Uh, as usual, I think, from uh, watching TV mm -hmm. with no audio. And, uh, okay, we had, <clears throat> when we decided to use the Black Anima, that it came from, uh, actually, Andrea. No, he chose this name. He said, oh, I found some different things, you know. What do you think about Black Anima? And immediately, me and Christina said, wow, we love it. That's great. And we start to think about what is Black Anima, you know. So uh, we need to focus our mind on something. Uh, and uh, we came out with this book, you know. It's like the Necronomicon of La Concoya, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, to put all the bad things and all the, the shit you have in this book uh, covered with the seal on top, Can't basically. Down, seal it on, seal it. Exactly, yeah, exactly, you know. So, and we really like this one, and we have uh, one picture in mind, you know, it was a kind of a seal uh, with a Necronomicon at that time, and it was more like um, fantastic things, you know. And uh, in, that, in, that, in that way, it, it was easier working, you know. I, I start to write music thinking about uh, that uh, we were with no drums, so no drummer at all, so it's because Ryan left the band in January, you know. So even if you guys doesn't know, but I was just started writing music, you know, when Ryan left the band. And uh, I say, okay, cool, so I can choose everyone, anybody to, to, to play drum, so I can do everything I want. And when I choose, I will choose a drummer that will be able to play that, that stuff. Whatever you create. Excel, yeah. you know. And then I say, okay, I can want to give you more space to Diego to do more solos. Is the, the, the man we have a lot of solos in this album mm -hmm. compared to the old Lacunico I know, and the previous album just few, you know. Mm -hmm. So and uh, they came out in this way, and uh, the focus was that image. Uh, and I start to think when we start when when we talk about the book and the seal, I start to think about the seal, you know. And uh, I designed basically the three snakes. Uh, there are me and Ray and Christina, the core of the band, and uh, obviously I'll see logo inside uh, with the snakes because uh, we thought we started to talk uh, about um, and uh, a figure in the beginning, you know, as as we had uh, the elephant uh, in uh, in, uh, in uh, delirium. Yeah. Uh, now we said, okay, let's do which animal we like. Uh, now we uh, we came out with the serpent with the snake, you know. Say okay, dude, that's fine because a viper, kind of viper, is a serpent. We call it the bi uh, bisha. Bisha, okay. You know, is uh, is the type of serpent basically. And uh, we came out with that, and uh, and is our logo basically is the whole hometown logo. It's a Milano logo. Mm -hmm. You know, is this uh, snake eating basically a child? How delightful. Huh? Come to Milan, get eaten by a snake. Exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> and uh, so and uh, as far as we were. Thinking about the black anima, it's something anima is soul. So soul is like a fallen soul, fallen angel, ghost. That could be anything, you know, for you guys, anima. So we decide to use an angel, you know. And I start to draw the fallen angel with the sword fighting with this, and it came out so well. I say, wow, it's kind of cool. I will do. I want to show them as a, as a seal. Mm. You know, we were thinking about the kind of medieval seal for a book because it looks good, you know, instead of do just a lacuna like, core logo, you know. 
and basically that it was our focus uh, to, to to write music uh, to think about the way the direction of the music plus uh, as far as we just finished uh, the, 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 the period time with the 119 you know and we came out with all song uh, we renovate uh, you know in a in a more not in a modern way but in what the, we, we, we are now basically like a uh, um, what's the name of uh, Soul into 80s uh, or those songs hmm. I don't know but inside by myself it just, I, when I came out with a chorus of Beneficium uh, you know, with using arpeggios guitar and chords and violins and choirs as I was doing in a, in a, in a reverie that stuff uh, a lot of people connect this album to that one as mm. well yeah, to yeah, all styles yes, you know and actually even a help uh, and it was all everything uh, fit very well with <laughs> with that seal you know it was everything maybe maybe a bit out of lacuna coil standard but uh, i re we really like it so i say who cares we can do it this way or no I, mean, I was going to ask you my next question was going to be how, was it intentional to create an album that feels like well, I described it in my review as a greatest hits album. It feels like an album 20 years in the creation because it covers so many different genres of your music all yeah. the way from In A Reverie onwards. That's and true. my question was, was that intentional? No, it, it no? wasn't just no. That's the point. They, they just came out like that because I started to write... And actually, it's funny because the first song I wrote, it was Layers of Time, and the second one was Reckless. <laughs> the completely different song. Mm. Uh, one is more modern, and I wasn't thinking about let's do a radio hate. I, I I was thinking about uh, do a radio hate uh, radio song. When I when I wrote Save Me, mm. that was clear a radio hit. And that feels like and a, I a felt, single. Yeah. So and uh, when I made that song, uh, I we started to work on the on the on the vocals uh, to make uh, that song for radio specific. Mm. You know. But when I did Reckless, I would just I was just came out to say I'd like to do another song like Diane Rice because I really like that style. We always put a, a, like a stacks, two stacks, no, that type of uh, song in in the album. And this time it came out normal, straight. Mm. Even because when I started to write that song, uh, Ryan he was still in the band and uh, he doesn't like do the two stacks, two. So I said let's do two stars, two rock style. So he liked mm -hmm. to do that. And in the other hands, when I came out, for example, with uh, Sword of Anger, you really hate to do... You <laughs> hate that, absolutely. And I say, okay, it's not more in the band, I do it this. You know, it's just <laughs> about something like that. But the, I don't know, there was no, 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 no think, not really thinking about this. Uh, as far, actually, I had, uh, we say carta bianca in inter... Come si dice carta bianca in inglese? Uh, white paper you say that you used to say that I'm when sorry. you when you have you're free to you to do everything you want oh, a blank page blank page a blank okay page. I, uh, I had a blank page yeah. from uh, Century Media because they now they, they were trust me as a producer it's crazy you know they, <laughs> <laughs> they were freak out when Delirium came out because they say oh, I don't know what is expect you know you never mm. did anything by your own and blah 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 and they get they get surprised very well, and they were very happy, and they are even more happy with this album. Mm. So, but they, 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 I had blank page basically mm. to, do, to do everything. So I decided to do, let's do something more straight to the point. So having Andreas screaming, and we make noise. That's it. This is what I want for this album, you know. Yeah. And actually, it came out in this way. And, uh, 
I, I really like it. It's, uh, it's, comple- it's completely different from the song 1 to the song uh, 11 mm. or 14. Mm. They're all different. And that's why I feel like it's an album 20 years in the making, because when you look over your career, one of the most exciting and stressful things for a Lacuna Core fan, I think, is yeah. when you listen to Sorry, a new album for the first time. That's fine, you get naked. Chicks, if it helps you relax <laughs> during the interview, that's fine. Okay. Can um, I take off my pants as well? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, what I was trying to say before you stripped is that as a Lacuna Core fan, when you listen to a new album, yeah. I, can't, I can't speak for everybody, for me, mm. you just don't know what to expect. Yeah. Because every single, every single one of your albums is different. And you've gone through so many genre changes while still remaining core Mm-hmm. To, you know, your heart I mean, is still yeah, there, that's but it's different, you know. Just I mean, the core is still that one because I'm still doing the songs yeah, yeah, since exactly. day one. I know just four chords. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> you know, I never study music, but I mean, I listen a lot of type of music, yeah. and I change every year. You know, I'm still listening uh, the new release that came out, new bands, mm. uh, not all genders, but mostly. You know, mm-hmm. so I have a lot of influences. You know. Yeah, I, yeah, you always have had, as you say. You, you, listen to a lot of music from a lot of, exactly. a lot of genres and, and that's just reflected and you listen to Black Anima and you're like well I remember listening to Comico which was different from Coma Eyes in some respects and then Shadow Life and then Dark Adrenaline and this feels like you've taken threads distinct threads from these and you've woven this new carpet of yeah. all these threads it's just it's fascinating to listen to, but surprising. I go from one song to the next. First time I listen to it, I, I just don't know what to expect. Yeah, I and mean, I, and I think actually, I think that's a challenge for for a lot of listeners. I think, um, I think there's people in people that listen to music today. They expect the same song over and over again. They see they expect the same album over and over again. They're comfortable. Yeah. with static uh, Excel it, it is the, it's the comfort zone yeah. and I yeah. never like that no. never ever and that's very very evident and, uh, okay let's talk yeah. about individual songs sí. so let's start at the beginning yeah. Animanera Animanera so, tell me about how that came together how did you start creating that Animanera I start to create that <laughs> you want to laugh yeah, you, you want, want the truth of course I want, you I want, want, want the, the truth. truth you want the truth okay that songs came out uh, because I, I was trying to learn how to use uh, Logic 10. Okay. So the I software did, Logic 10, for those yeah, people that don't know. Excel it's, it's a software. It is a software. I used uh, for e- ages uh, Logic 9, and it came out Logic 10. I bought it, obviously. I installed it on the computer and never used it. Because I was so <laughs> comfortable with 9, you know, the colors, uh, find everything. One day I say, okay, I was. it was kind of a quiet uh, moment, you know. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, I might open it and let's see how to use it because now everybody starts to use this, uh, so it's better if I learn how to use it. It's pretty much the same, but, but they change the, the position <coughs> of the stuff, they change the colors, they do the new graphic and basically they mess everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So you need to find back your the stuff you used to use every day, you know. Okay, so basically <coughs> I discovered that they had uh, even more stuff uh, for electronics and uh, and uh, keys and uh, synth and all that stuff. So, yeah. so I just tried to to make a song basically. And uh, obviously, as you know, I like soundtracks <coughs> uh, for movies. Uh, and uh, basically, I was watching again a fucking Dexter on TV mm-hmm. or whatever. You Get know, it's Dexter. my favorite things. And um, 
I got inspired and I said, okay, let's do it. I'll, actually, the, the, the music, if you take off the, the, the voice, uh, the vocals, uh, is exactly like a, like a, like a, th like a theme, you know, like a, like a movie theme. Yeah. Mike is dying. And, uh, Mike dying. Mike That's dying. Right. dying. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. And, um, and basically I just did the, the theme of the, of the movie, you yeah. know. It sounds like that, so I build up in the way, you know. And then, uh, I, and I have it there for a while. That song actually is there since, uh, I don't want to say the beginning of Delirium, uh, but almost, you know. Mm -hmm. And I always love it. I never had to use it. And I, the idea was keep it for a live show to do like a breakdown or do an intro, no? Then uh, I reopen it when I start to listen all the stuff uh, I have, I, I have, I had already there, you know. And I say, man, I fucking love this. I want to use it, you know, because it's very. When it was when we came out with with with, the, with Black Animal, I say, oh, it fits so well to me. It fits so well. And I gave it to Christina like that, you know. Christina, she wrote me here and said, wow, this is fucking awesome, you know. And the day after, she found the vocals. Like that. Because you weren't intending it to be a song. No, it was the intro. Yeah, yeah. I put it there as an intro and she sang on it, you know? And when she sang that thing, so I say, man, this song fucking awesome. Fuck off. You ruined my intro. <laughs> but it sounds unbelievable. We need to keep it. Yeah. We just need it. Because if she came out immediately with the Italian phrase, you know? Mm. And uh, and pretty much even the lyrics, it was that one, you know? And I say, wow, this sounds great. Let's keep it. Well, uh, and it makes a great off, intro, like, intro to the album. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I say, can we use it? Uh, we never did an intro on the album. No. We never, ever did. Yeah. It's the yeah. first time. So why we don't do that? Because Far Black Anima is uh, a book. Uh, we have all the picture of the imaginary of this. Let's do like, uh, don't say a concept album, but, but let's do an intro and outro. We never did it. Who cares? If the people like it, yes. If they doesn't, fuck it. Because uh, the main uh, reason was that now you are not going anymore in a music store, go to the tower, get the headphones, and listen from the first song, and uh, the, you have the intro. Oh, come on, please. You know, now the people is just choose the song they want on the internet. So mm -hmm. you can do everything you want with music, you yeah. know? It's easy. So, so I say, vinyls, you know, used to be uh, oh, the vinyl, when you yeah, put the vinyl, yeah, you yeah. don't do that. You no, put you it drop on, you in. listen. Yeah, yeah. So listening as a, a story, yeah. you know, but we've, we've, with, dif with different uh, shades. Yeah. Mink, yeah? Yeah. I brought myself. Yeah, very <laughs> good. A five. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so that's one. All one. Right. Then, second. Sword of Anger. Sword of Anger. Which is like, starts off with, we are the animals. We are the animals. So that feels that was, like, that was the exactly. last song's a prologue, exactly. and suddenly we were at chapter one. Exactly, yeah. perfect. We are the animals. Exactly, that was the chapter one. And uh, uh, they, okay, basically that song, it just came out like that. I say it was super good. I make it, uh, I like the intro. I like uh, the idea to use, we are the anima, yeah. you know, and uh, anima, don't say anima. And, uh, we are the anima. Yeah, we are the anima. Okay. If you need to ask, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't know what is it. You don't. No, know. Yeah, we'll tell you later. Okay, we'll let you know later. Yeah. Um, it's when you squirt water with your ass, basically. <laughs> we said we. we, we <laughs> yeah, but do me. You know me. Come on. Okay. okay. Come on, basically, you know me. You know me. Yeah. All right. Okay. Basically, yes. And uh, basically, that was the the clue of the of the of the, the core to me of that song, the hook of that song. It yeah. was that we are the anima. It's, it's ver it was so tight, and they say we must 
use it as a first song. Even if the rest of the song is is very catchy with a very good chorus, yeah. uh, is very let's say uh, Swedish death metal style, mm -hmm. no in flames old style. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. I always like it. You know, I say you know what? Twenty years, I never made a song like that. Let's do it. Ryan is not anymore in the band. Let's do it. It is what it is, you know. And he came out that song. And then Christina, she found out the fucking awesome chorus. Yeah. And uh, say that's great. I mean, uh, how much? How much involvement do you have with the lyrics? Any at all? Uh, with lyrics, with so we're lyrics. talking about uh, the the meaning in the beginning. A, a bit of both. So the meaning of the, what the song might be, and then the. I help. I help there a lot of time uh, doing the vocal lines. Okay. Or I can find even vocal lines. Because you wanted to go. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That's why she hit me. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> And uh, but no, with lyrics uh, mostly no. But we discussed together about the meaning. Uh, this song, it, it must talk. We on this song, we must talk about this, oh, about okay. that, about that. Especially of this album, that like, we have all, all the cards related uh, mm. to that. You know, so we have fourteen cards, uh, fourteen songs. Uh, we call it tarot, but basically they are not tarots. No. It's uh, just they they remind the tarots. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's just easy to say terrorists. Mm -hmm. But I mean, so, and uh, when we have a card uh, called uh, Death, connected to that song, connected to the, to the lyrics, uh, you know, and uh, we were thinking all about, we had a lot of discussion and a lot of meeting before starting to work on the album with uh, me and Ray Christina. This is very good. It works very well, actually. Mm. So we, uh, we had this uh, very clear idea. We spent a lot of time to do it. In the beginning, we were like, fuck, because we really love Black Anima. We didn't know how to use it, you know. So I, you'd have a concept I, I, it yeah, book, I forgot. I forgot that we, we we didn't have the image about that, you know. When I wrote Dark Adrenaline, I had Black Queen on my desk. Mm. Th this one, you know. I was watching this one. She was there, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. The black. You remember wings, the yes. black queens? Yeah. And that you, one, you've had that on your I draw. On your laptop, yeah, uh, I draw that uh, yeah. for Dark Adrenaline. That was the name of the album for me, and I draw all the music and all the drawing, thinking mm. about that, you know. Because you did a lot of artwork. Exactly. So, yeah. and that it was uh, easy, you know. But with the Black Animal, you really like how you can. Draw. I, I start. I try to to draw. Let's draw a Black Animal. But actually, the artwork in the. <laughs> it's in not the, easy. The artwork in the book. Yes. Um, that you've got the band shots. I can't remember the name of the the photographer where she's done. She kind of photoshopped the smoke and the effects around you. Oh, cool, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's and awesome. that that to me is like the kind of the, the black soul inside. Absolutely, kind of like she had that one, and that is the black anima. Exactly, me. that's a point, you yeah. know. But that that was laughter in the very beginning. Yes, it was course. very hard for me and Ray Christina focusing on one thing, you know. So. That's it. So that's, that's, uh, that's, was, uh, that's number two. That was number two. Number <laughs> number three. What we have is reckless. But we talked oh, a little bit about reckless. Well. But come on, you let's already talk about reckless. Okay. How did you lay that down? The story about reckless. Yeah. Uh, I told you the first time. I say, okay, I want to. I want to make a song. Uh, uh, remind me, uh, like, uh, like uh, to the ad, uh, to the edge. Uh, living, uh, live to. Uh, I won't tell you. Sorry. The, mm -hmm. And uh, they rise or that type of song. I say, okay, let's come out. When we came out with this, uh, I said to Christina, I really like the way when you sing normally. The people won't expect you. Okay, we will shock the people with Andrea screaming. That's it. And I want to shock the people with having you singing low instead of go up. Mm. 
saw because I but think it worked because she went up higher than I've ever heard her go high. Exactly, but that. That, that's the point. No, then no, it's not actually in beneficial much. She does okay, or save me is very but high on, for her. As far as the album's exactly. concerned, when you, you, when you get that, do, 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 and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Exactly. Yeah. No. <clears throat> and uh, but they, I mean, uh, with that the, about the verse, uh, you know, let's talk, just talk. You have to tell a story to the guy. Mm. Important. The then you get crazy in the chorus. Let's keep reckless. She came out with reckless, and we really love it. But how to use reckless? You know. It, it, it was a hard job, but in the end, it was very nice. She was always complaining about. She was kind of weird, uh, scary about you having her talking low, singing low instead of do a normal classic like unicorn vocal line, and uh, having a crazy chorus. Mm -hmm. But I, I will from since day one, since I had that, that, that this is the, it, it sounds great. Trust me, it's gonna be awesome. They, they always want to change the chorus uh, till the end, till when we record and I say, no, this is gonna, this is, must be the chorus. Because it's catchy enough and it's fucking cool. To me, it's something different. Think about Jonathan Davis singing this thing. Yeah. But I'm not Jonathan Davis. That's why you must sing this. Because we don't want Jonathan Davis sing. We don't want Andrea sing this. We want you to sing this. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds different. And the, the result <laughs> uh, is one of the most diverse vocally it's true. Song she's ever sung, low and high and low, original and, high and, yeah. and diverse, yeah. and everybody loved that fucking song. Even the metalheads, mm. I didn't expect that. I expect all the metalheads say bullshit about that. So, oh, corn, like you remember Carmichael, you know, just because the bass like corn, it wasn't corn. This is corn, nobody say corn. Yeah. So, come on, and because this is what you get from the song, that it's different, it's unique, kind of. You so, know? where did this? Because one of the I mean, there's so many memorable things about Reckless as a song. Yeah. Um, complemented by, I think, one of the best videos you guys have ever done. Yeah. Maybe the best video you guys have ever done. Probably, but maybe yes. we can talk about that in a little yes. while. But focusing on the music for a moment, the solo, the guitar solo. Mm -hmm. So was that something that you constructed with Diego? Yes. Did he do it? How did that come about? Yeah. The, the, that actually, that one uh, it came out with that. I just uh, make it in the right way. And that's it, but he came out with that, and okay. I was very proud about mm -hmm. because uh, we, me and Diego, we work a lot on the on the on uh, on the solos, uh, but not because I just wanna have myself in everything, just because they are not lacuna coil yet, mm. you know. No, I get it. To yeah. be lacuna coil means uh, 22 years uh, of uh, work uh, and think uh, uh, in three, four, five, six at the time. Uh, with one brain, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. So you cannot pretend to be in a band in one year and uh, write and be perfectly fit in the Lacuna Coil world, you know. Even if you are super good to do a solos, you know, but uh, they has to fit with my mind, Andrea and Christina mind. Of course. So every time he was doing a solo, it was listening from me. And when I was okay with that, I was showing to Andrea and Christina and uh, in it depends about the reaction they had, yes or no, we were keeping it. So he did a lot of solo to reach this point mm. on this album. Way more than six or seven. He has almost a thousand. So, <laughs> but in the <laughs> end, but in the end, uh, we are happy. Now, the only thing I just built up uh, the dynamic of the solo, you know, it doesn't have the picture of the dynamic for this. Yeah, yeah. I had, I, I, I do. So, he has uh, the way to that. But that solo, when he came out with that, I say, wow, this is perfect. This is the perfect thing. It fit perfectly with that. Mm. 
that's the way. Thank you. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm all super happy. It's the same with him uh, with the field. You know, you play drama, you play my drama, you do your field because you are you need to be comfy when you play that and you know how to play that song. Yeah. Then actually, when we decide to use him, I had more fun with the drum, make it because he's very good with double bass. Uh, so you're referring to Richard. By I'm way, talking about Richard. Yes, yeah, yeah. sorry. For those of you who are not here, yeah, exactly. Uh, Marco is putting Richard right now. Okay, cool. And uh, so no, it's it, it it's it's just that it's a very good team. Uh, when a good team work, I'm happy. Okay. So let's go about what's the number four. Layers of time. Layers of Time, as I told you, is the first song I wrote of this album, and uh, I always like it, but the chorus, I keep the chorus just because of Christina, Andrea, and the other guys uh, like it. So you don't like the chorus? For I don't, I did, I did not like the chorus, because it was uh, too different compared to the rest of the song, mm -hmm. that it was already a mix of uh, hardcore, thrash metal, uh, and... Uh, Lacuna Coil classic, mm -hmm. like to live is too high, nothing mm -hmm. sends in our way, you know, the intro. The, the story, I can tell the story about that song is that it's very hard to play it for me, for example, because in the original version, the original version, it was lower than this. Okay. Not, it was not a slow song, but it was lower, like six or eight point, you know? And it means uh, that all the triplets they were much easier to play, you know. And now it's I mean, they are very easy with the guitar. I did it very f two seconds with the guitar, but when I had, I, I hold the bass mm. and I start to record bass, I say fuck. I just easy. fuck myself with my hands. Yeah. And it's horrible because I cannot really play because my string is so big, but the bass uh, is not structure to have this string very tight mm. so it's very fluffy so, fluffy so it's not one. easy at all play that yeah, yeah. and uh, now on tour having the uh, the bad that the death metal bands they used to do that even them they told me how you play that song I try with the bass but it's not easy to play because this the string is like they say no I don't play the triplets I play the first and the third note otherwise it's gonna be a mess mm. you know so basically I just want reverb against it exactly it? Yeah. I mean you, you have that problem so uh, I should put bigger strings you know or I should have a proper bass uh, neck you mm. know a long scale neck is a different yeah nowadays does with the different shape of the neck you know the one uh, with the keyboard like that mm -hmm. That helps a lot. You have the very tight strings uh, and it's on tune all the time. Because most of the time I use the D tune, I, they are in A, you know? Yeah. So it's very fluffy. It's like me. Very fluffy. Too fluffy. Like all of us, mate. We're, <laughs> we're all very fluffy. But uh, okay, beside that, so when we decided to make it f uh, faster, everything was rolling better, even the chorus, you know, because you don't feel anymore that it's sit. Yeah. But the vocals, uh, <laughs> it was nice because when uh, Christina came out with the vocal line, uh, okay, uh, okay, just think about that every every song of Lacuna Coil has at least three, four choruses. Before I say yes, uh, this is the right vocal line, I, I pretend a lot from Christina. Mm -hmm. I really pretend a lot. She ate me every time we do albums, but I really pretend because I know that she can do better. She push and, uh, I push her yeah. so so much, you know. And uh, every time uh, she's upset because, oh, I really like that vocal line, so I really like that chorus, it makes me goosebumps. Uh, if it do they doesn't do that to me, just uh, let's try to, uh, to find another one. Then maybe we come back. No? So this one was the very first chorus she found it, and she liked it. And uh, we tried to change it, and I was in the end, I was, every time I was listening to that chorus, I was uh, 
thinking about a guy riding horse. I don't know why. <laughs> just the, okay. So now it was the having that scene, and now we actually see and start to laugh if you do that. And uh, we'll remember that for sure. But actually, see, this is the point. I'm the producer. I'm the main composer. Yeah. Everybody says yes. I say no. I don't like. I mean, that is not bad. It's just uh, I, we could do more, better. In the end, we didn't, and I say, okay, let's keep it. Everybody like it, so let's keep it. And this is. I was going to ask like you it. whether or not there was a big like it'll, argument over because because you got to play the, yeah. the bass, but everybody else wanted. And uh, so this is great. Now, so he came out with that, and everybody liked it. And I love, I love it now. Now it's so fluent to me. But mm. at that at that time, when you think about it, you know, I feel it's already three gender of three different side on that song yeah, yeah we don't want the fourth one you know yeah because it was i told the the the, the regia the is like basically choral with christina no 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 very let's say nightwish style mm -hmm. okay and the intro is a classic more like coil the verse is pretty hardcore music you mm -hmm. know yeah and so it was just you a mass this. of stuff, but uh, in the it end works. it came out very, it, it works, together. it worked very well. The only thing to me wasn't the vocal of the, the, the chorus, but now I'm happy about to, don't be too much it's mess. Bit, it's a bit late now, mate. Exactly. It's out. It's, they were right. Yeah. They, they definitely were right. <laughs> you heard it here first. He's admitted yes. that other people were right. Yeah, exactly. So I want to thank Marco again for his passion, of course, for creating Black Anima for a start, or laying down the music, uh, and of course for taking time out of his busy schedule to talk to us about the individual songs. And uh, we'll, we'll publish the next part in the next podcast, so stand by and you can find out what else he has to say. So it's been a long time since we've done this, guys, but we actually are going to review a new song today well when i say new it's not that new because it's been out a couple of months now is it a couple of months about yeah a couple of months basically uh nearly two in fact given that it's the what the 9th of december today so yeah nearly two months black anima has been in our cd players or in our streaming devices or on our phone or in our cars or wherever it is we listen to music so this is this isn't new but it is a new review for us. So as you can well imagine, we're planning on reviewing every song on the album all the way through, including the special edition or special extra tracks. Um, and then we'll kind of have reflections on the album itself. But today we start with, of course, the opening track, Animanera. <laughs> And I think it's only fair that I start, guys. Otherwise, I'm dropping you in it. You can. So, because uh, otherwise, cause we normally rotate these things, don't we? Like, okay, Mike, you do it. All right, Russ. All right, it's my turn. I've lost track of what it is, so I'll start. So I, I know, and you'll all know by now, of course, is that Anima Nera is very much an intro tra track. Uh, originally written as an intro to... Now, the band, when they come on stage, they like their introductions. They always have. We've seen various different interpretations of existing songs, as well as other incidental music that's been played when the band are coming. I remember seeing them many years ago. And certainly, 
it was most notable to me when I saw them at Ozfest, and they, you know, they had to come back from backstage, and there was this music playing in preparation, that sort of thing. Um, so it, it really wasn't a case of just wandering in, picking up your guitars, and start playing. There was a real presentation to uh, Lacuna Core's presence on stage, and I think it's fair to say that's always been the case. But certainly, Anna Manera feels like an introduction, and then we know that Christina added some lyrics to it. So musically. There is definitely a, a vibe of this is an intro to the rest of the album. And I think it's really important to recognise that fact because it, it does feel like the pro, prologue leading you in. It's only, what, less than two and a half minutes long? So, short song starts off with that, that really kind of synthesised um, build-up. And actually, it would work incredibly well without any lyrics. But then we have... Christina joins the song. And I'm not going to lie, the first time I heard this song, and I think she's actually said this, other people have said this too, and she's reflecting on it, is I wasn't even sure it was Christina singing when I first heard this. And I don't think this is the first time that I'll be reflecting on the, the, the things she does vocally on this album that she's not done before. But there was a certain quality in the way that she uses her voice on this song. I don't know whether it's the way that she's kind of the tone that she has creates a very I want to say childlike um kind of vocal presence. I also think it's the accent or Italian accent which comes through on in other songs and certainly does in other songs on this album. But on this particular song certainly in the first couple of verses first couple of yeah couple of verses you don't hear so you put those two things together and I was like, is, is this Christina? Because oh, I wasn't sure. And then it clearly is. Uh, so we get, we get like, um, I like to bury myself in pain. You know what I mean? I like to suffocate all my memories until I cannot breathe. And then, and then that sort of goes on. I taste again. How hard it is to have a frozen heart inside my chest. Only beats, but doesn't feel. Um, and then we get the, the, the sort of, we get Anna Manera, we get some Italian, um, Anna Manera, Anna Manera. So Anna Manera, of course, um, is black soul. So Anera meaning uh, black, and uh, Anna Manera is your internal kind of, you know, your soul. So that's obviously relates directly to the themes on the album, as well as the, the title of the album itself. Um, and it's, there's a lot of repetition in it, but it, it builds up and up and up. I think in terms of what the lyrics mean, for me, it's about reflecting on who you are. Okay, And in actual fact, it seems quite self-deprecating. As in, in the context of the lyrics, she's putting herself through pain. She's, she, she tries to, I don't know, create a negative space, I guess. Um, and I don't know if it, is be and she even says this, is it all my fault? Is it because of me? Is it because I never cared enough? But the weird thing I find is a duality in this song is that there is this, the bit at the beginning says, I like to bury myself in pain. And then later on, it's sort of question, is it my fault? Is it because I never cared enough and now I pay for this? So there's this kind of sense of, when it comes to that darkness that we have inside us, emotionally or otherwise, is it caused by our surroundings? Are we a victim of circumstance? Or is it because we place ourselves in that position? And I think that theme 
we're going to see again throughout the whole album. I think that's core to understanding lyrically what um, Black Anima, the album, is all about. So, yeah, that's kind of what I see in this song. And certainly the, the, way, the way I see the lyrics and the way I hear the music that, that goes along with them. Um, give me your thoughts, Russ. What do you think of uh, Anima Era? Uh, I think you've sort of hit the nail on the head for the majority of the points, to be honest. Um, I agree with you with sort of the, as you mentioned, the synthesised introduction. I mean, the first few times I heard that, I thought it's almost reminiscent of Rain, sort of like, you know, leading you into the track and sort of setting the scene. And I think it's certainly interesting um, from a lyrical aspect, just a really, really strong opening to the album because it's by far and away amongst, you know, some of the darkest lyrics that have ever been on a Lacuna Core record. Mm-hmm. Um, the Italian line in it translates approximately to what remains of my black soul. And I'm sure we'll touch upon the, the lyrical themes and content of the, the other tracks in due course. But I think in terms of an introduction to Black Anima as a record, I think it certainly goes in hard and heavy. Um, and you're straight down the rabbit hole into sort of darkness, really. Um, and I think it's a really, really interesting um, and moody listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Mike? What do you think of it? Yeah, I agree Um, on both your points um, from both of you. I think it's split. To me, it's obviously, like you say, the childlike um, vocal of Christina. To me, it's almost childlike or almost possessed Mm. kind of thing where she's trapping her own bad thoughts and burying them to protect others but then it's almost to me like she's got split personality where she goes flipping from that and sounding eerily childlike to then the repetition of Anna Manera and what remains of my black soul so it's almost in two parts and then you've got the dreamlike state of the whole thing and the eerie piano in in the background I think works really well um yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you, you you put that point you made about the era piano. I think is there's definitely that horror theme vibe, and it's not the first time yeah, we've talked yeah. about this. You know, Michael, when it comes to constructing music, he, he said it himself. He draws inspiration from what he sees, and he, you know, I, I've always said that this band needs to write a, a soundtrack to a horror movie, and um this has definitely got that vibe as have a number of songs throughout black anima um as you said that piano is that is a creepy sound haunting yeah yeah absolutely here's the thing has anybody got any thoughts as to why that what remains of my black soul which is a question why that lyrically is in italian rather than english do you think there's anything we should read into that I think further on in the album, possibly. I think as it's the intro, it leads and opens the story into the rest of the album. Okay, okay. Russ, you have a view? Yeah, sort of similar. I think it's um, Anima Nera leads into sort of the bookend of the album with Black Anima. So I view it as, you know, a, a front end and a back end to the record that's completely conceptual. So, yeah, I think it's it's there for a reason. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I still can't get my head around necessarily why we have that that particular line that question you know um what remains of my black soul question i, I won't brutalize the italian language by by reading it in italian you can read the lyrics yourself when 
We've got Anna Manera, Anna Manera, which is repeated, and then we have a Cosa in Romane della. Sorry, I'm not going to say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that stuff. We have that in, in Italian, but they they stand out. And I do wonder if there is this. Oh, what's the best way to put it? That's recognised as part of the the lyrics as a way of separating between the selves, like the individual in this case, Christina. Um, we are representing the, the the lyrical journey we're on is talking is questioning in Italian what remains of my black soul my black soul my uh, black soul black soul um, is that a separate consciousness shall we say or aspect of someone's personality talking and they've chosen to re- reflect that by using a different language I don't know I don't know it's, we we don't really touch on that as you would have heard with Marco he's more focused on the um, on the musical side, as well as the sort of the broader themes, hopefully we can uh, catch up with Christina at some stage before she forgets the reasoning behind it, and we can <laughs> corner her and ask her whether or not there was an intention behind that, or whether it was just as simple as it sounded better in Italian and it worked better in the songs. You know, we need to be realistic. Not everything has a deep meaning. Um, okay, it's a good opening. Two and a half minutes long. Two minutes and twenty-seven seconds, I think it is. Um, Really going to open into the album, and next time we talk about a song, we'll be talking about Sword of Anger, which really kind of kicks it off in a big way. What do we think of um, score out of 10? So, if anybody's not listened to our reviews, we always score the songs out of 10. Um, being fans, they're obviously a little bit weighted. I'm gonna start and I'm gonna give this one. Oh, this is a tricky one to score. Because I don't think it, rem- it exists outside of the context of the album, if that makes sense. It's yeah. so embedded in, as you said, Russ, uh, the the or the journey through the album that it needs to be an intro. And even though you know we've heard it as it elsewhere, but I'm going to say I'll give this one a eight out of ten. I pluck that number out of the air. It's it's it feels like a strong intro. I loved what Christina does with her voice. It's very different for her. I think the the music in the background is creepy. It's haunting. It ties into the themes of Black Anima. I think it opens the album really strongly and sets the right kind of emotional expectation of what's going to come next, while still leaving you to get a few surprises on the way. So, yeah, that for me. I think it's Anna Manera, 8 out of 10. Uh, Russ, what about you? Yeah, no, I fully concur. It's the the magic number that sprung to my mind as, a, as an 8 because, you know, it's got to be scored as it sits within the album, you know. For all the kids out there into that technology, this is not the song that's ever really going to make it top of your shuffle playlist but in terms of where it sits in the album, it's a very important track. So I think in context of Black Anima, it's an eight. Okay. Mike, what about you? Uh, solid seven. Okay. Yep. Reason? Uh, I just think that it's, at the end of the day, it's an intro. Uh, I, I wouldn't score it that highly because there's, there's much better things to come in the context of the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Good reasoning. Good argument. Okay. So... Anima Nera, the introduction song to Black Anima, uh, is uh, 8 out of 10, 8 out of 10, and 7 out of 10. That's a solid start, guys. And we don't want to spawn anything, but I've got a funny feeling we're going to get some pretty high scores from this album. Anyway, mm-hmm. that, that is all to come, listeners. You'll have to keep, keep listening to find out exactly what we think of the rest of the album. So here we go. Anima Nera. Mm-hmm. 
Right, I think this brings us to a close. We've had a good chat. I've had a good whinge about Christmas. Bah, humbug. Uh, <laughs> we've managed to use the B word and the elections because, you know, we're all English, so we get to whine about that stuff. Didn't talk about the weather, though. Uh, we even talked about Lacuna Core for a bit. And, of course, we had some of the interview with Marco, which I hope you've enjoyed, and the first of a number of reviews of the songs on Black Anima. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hopefully we can keep the cadence up and going, guys. Uh, you can tell yeah. I work in IT. I use the word cadence a lot. How disgusting of me. Get the momentum. There we go. Get the momentum going. Um, and I'm hoping... Keep the moment, then. I was like, what? <laughs> Hopefully we can keep this momentum uh, up and get at least one more podcast out before Christmas. Um, fingers yeah. crossed. Anyway, I've got a lot of things to do on this Monday evening, uh, not least of which is uh, listen to some more Lacuna Coil, and I'd encourage you all to do the same. So, Mike, thank you very much for joining uh-huh. us. Speak to no you very worries. soon, as same with you, yeah. Russ. So, goodbye, everybody. Speak to you all soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers.